0: Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast, and your host, Matt Persima.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, November 11th, twenty twenty. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. Uh, To all the veterans, I salute you. I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, It's just uh, really an honor that we have a country where we celebrate our veterans once a year. I do wish it were uh, a longer celebration. It should be 365, if you know what I mean. Uh, but there should be an entire week, an entire month, where we celebrate our veterans, um, you know, current, uh, current, and uh, and those who have passed. It's funny to me always. People confuse veterans and Memorial Day, and it's almost like some of these holidays are forgotten. Memorial Day, not so much because it's in the summer; it's kind of kicks off summer. Everyone gets the day off, and uh, Veterans Day is sometimes overlooked. It's like, oh yeah, that's today. Uh, but anyway. We don't forget that here at the Get Home Safe podcast and a big thank you to all who served uh, in the uh, various combat, to all those, the various uh, branches of the military, Army, Navy, Marines, uh, Coast Guard. Uh, and, um, oh man, I'm forgetting air force. Come on guys. Come on. Anyway, uh, to, to all the branches of the military, I say, thank you, uh, for all those who have served. I happen to know quite a few friends who have served in the military and being somebody that officiated sports for a long time. It was always cool to, uh, be around guys who served in the military because they understood the concept of like working as a team, being accountable, uh, making tough decisions, guys in the military veterans seem to become decent officials. And uh, that is a big reason that Mike Pereira, who works at Fox studios as their like top officiating analyst, a guy I had the privilege to work for, for many years uh, a, in the uh, Fox studios, whether it be NFL or college football. Um, he started up something called battlefields to ball fields. And basically it was a recruiting way to recruit more officials, uh, Cause there's always a shortage of sports officials, right? So it was a scholarship kind of base thing where he was getting people who had, uh, were getting out of the military or currently serving in the military, uh, veterans and, and people who thought would make good sports officials at the high school level and maybe pursue a career in it or a side career as you know, uh, from things I've said, but anyway, um, it's pretty cool to meet a lot of those guys at Fox Studios the past couple of years, guys that were getting their start in officiating. And it was really interesting to hear from guys, you know, guys that served in the Middle East, guys that served in Afghanistan or Iraq and everything. And then they're talking to you about, or to me, about a, a play from their high school game and breaking it down and everything. And I'm like, man, what a humbling experience, uh, the opportunity to talk with some of these guys about their service and everything. And and I do have happen to have a, a good amount of friends who served in the military as well. So they're on my mind today. Uh, my good friend, J.C. Holt, who is a, an official, he's doing good things now with uh, working with the company Edison, um, a few other friends, guys that I worked with over the years that uh, were in the Navy, um, <clears> or <throat> excuse me, Earl Toddy, he comes to mind. Uh, and of course, some some people that have been on this podcast Um uh, Maynard Borquez, who's a captain in the United States Army and a former uh, or a graduate of West Point. Uh, William Lee, who's still one of the biggest uh, plays we've had on this uh, podcast. Bill, Bill Lee, that is, for his service in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to forget so many people, um, but I did want to name a few. We had Ken Drain uh, a few weeks ago talk about his service in Vietnam. Uh, Gary Lunny, who since passed on in Vietnam, uh, Don Mosier, all these different people from care youth league and Rio Hondo prep that have served in the military. Uh, I say, thank you. I'm sure it wasn't always easy to dive into something that you weren't expecting. Uh, some, some guys volunteered, some people were drafted regardless of anybody's service. Uh, I think it's important for us to be appreciative of it. for for us to thank them uh, for their service. And, you know, my grandfather, as I've mentioned before, served in World War II, and I see his picture every day on my mantle, and I often think, looking at him, and I'm like, man, if he didn't come back, then my mother would have never been born. Then I would have never been born. And it's just like, when you really break it down and think of it that way, it's crazy. It's a crazy thought to think about all the different, veterans that the United States has uh people who fought in World War II even though they're they're you know kind of passing away uh a little more uh often these days being at the uh, older age and everything but the Vietnam veterans the veterans from uh the war in Iraq and Afghanistan uh Desert Storm um the Korean War that's like a forgotten war uh from so many people even though thousands of men uh, men died in that war i mean even people just are throughout our history. I think of the veterans from the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. Like you really got to put some thought into these people and what they went through. And a lot of those people died in combat, and that's what we celebrate Memorial Day. We we remember people who gave of their lives in combat. Um, but the veterans, people who lived through some of these things, I think you got to remember that that a lot of these people. They live everyday lives like you and I do, but they've seen some pretty heartbreaking things, I'm sure. Some, some pretty horrible moments and um, your heart goes out to them. But uh, I'm just so grateful for our veterans, people who have served, people who have done just tremendous things because uh, without them, we don't have the freedoms that we do. I know World War II was fought in Europe, but, you know, there was some uh, combat here in in Hawaii with Pearl Harbor and everything. I mean, uh, the things our veterans have done after September 11th and going and and fighting terrorism, uh, you know, in the Middle East and everything, whether you agree with things or not, I just I applaud our veterans. And the fact that we have people who are willing to step forward and to um, sacrifice themselves to to serve, to put in all of this time and effort and energy. It's what really inspires me every day about just our veterans. You know, you can wave the American flag all you want, but you really got to think about the people who who do it. You know, I love seeing a, a veteran in uniform on their way home. I can't tell you how many times, it never gets old, all these videos of soldiers returning home and surprising family members. Those are moments. I could watch those all day. And some of them are so creative, so clever. It really just tugs at your heartstrings. I mean, every time you see it, uh, whether it be, you know, a dad uh, surprising, coming up from behind um, his kids who are, you know, being honored at an assembly, or we've seen some great things where, you know, the dad is a a mascot or the mom comes in the classroom as a teacher. There's just so many cool moments like that. If you ever need um, a pick-me-up, you need some joy in your life, maybe some tears of joy, even, and th- then look that up. Well, you know, welcoming uh, veterans come home or whatever on YouTube or I don't know exactly, but uh, I, th- I think uh, some of the sports networks have done a good job of that, and you see it a lot at halftime shows and stuff like that. So that's something always on my mind is is veterans, but especially today, uh, November eleventh, uh, to just think think uh, about. Those who've served, and maybe some of you don't always say, "Oh, call people up and say thank you for your service." A lot of them have kind of moved on with their lives, and they just look at that as like it was a period of their life where they were traveling around the world in a submarine, or they were, you know, on a base in Europe or whatever. But still, whether they are in combat or not, our veterans—they they make the world go round in in some ways, literally, and uh, they're there at a moment's notice. They would drop everything to serve and protect us, whether there would be an attack on this country from within or from our shores, uh, they're ready to go. And it's truly inspiring to me that we have a group of people, men and women all over this country who are willing and uh, and, and desperately want to enlist in our armed, armed forces and uh, contribute, contribute and give back to their country. I think it's one of the most patriotic things, uh, someone could do. And I'm just inspired every single day. And so thankful as I've said, countless times already, uh, for our veterans. So if you know a veteran, give them a call, say, thank you. I mean, I don't think they get tired of hearing it. I don't think they see it as like this meaningless gesture. I think it's the least we could do is say, thank you to them. Um, buy someone a beer, uh, you know, send a pizza their way, uh, just anything really. I, I challenge, we're all, we all talk a big game at times, but we don't always follow through, and I'm as guilty of it as, as anybody. So um, my challenge to you guys, and it's something I'm going to do within myself today too, is is seek somebody out. Seek somebody out that you know who served in the military, who is a veteran, and do something nice for them. could be anything. Absolutely anything, and if you want to reflect and maybe uh, spread the word about someone who's since passed on, then that's great too. One of the best things I I, I wish we did a better job of on this show is our studs with studs segment. Uh, I'm always looking for for stories about people or groups of people. Uh, it doesn't have to be military, but a lot of it is. It could be law enforcement or just everyday citizens. I like talking about courage and bravery. And a lot of those examples uh, that we talk about on our Suds with Studs segment on Fridays is about veterans. So if you have any examples, guys, or you know someone that you want me to talk about, again, briefly, or you have an outline or a few, it can be a family member of yours, I would be honored to talk about someone who is a veteran. That's kind uh, of, would, would be my kind of uh, effort to uh, honor these people, Um I'd always love to sit down and have a beer with anyone, really, any veteran, anyone who's served, and and buy them a a beer. Or, like I said, just any any good deed, any good act. It's the least we can do. There's nothing we can do really to truly pay them the respect of uh, of all of our thankfulness and gratitude. So, Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there who have served, uh, recent and from the past, and even those who have passed on. Um, I just, you're, you're all, you make this country grow around. doesn't matter who the president is. Doesn't matter, uh, you know, what year it is. Our veterans are important to us and, uh, we'll never forget you guys. We'll always honor you, but especially today on November 11th on veterans day, we want to say thank you. And guys, my challenge to you is, uh, seek somebody out, seek somebody out and do something nice. Maybe it, maybe it's just a handshake, whatever, whatever the case is. I think we could all use that right now, and I think it's something that uh, that all of us should do in one form or another. Anyway, guys, uh, it is Wednesday, and Bill Barnes is here. Literally, uh, he is downstairs. He is here at the Eastfield Studios. We are recording Wednesday morning on November 11th, so this episode will be out just before noon, but as promised, we are delivering yet another episode with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, despite... His busy work schedule, my busy work schedule, we have found a way. So as soon as I'm done talking with Bill, I got to hustle to my job. So just so you guys are aware, we're really uh, fitting in things where we can here and there. But anyway, enough of me. We got a long interview with Bill ahead, lots to talk about. So strap in, it should be a long one. Uh, Again, happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Hope you enjoy our most recent episode with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday Weigh In. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, another Wednesday, another day with Bill Barnes. He is here with me at Eastvale Studios, recording on Wednesday, 11 11. Bill Barnes, it's good to see you again. It's been over a week. How you doing this morning?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'm doing great. Um, you know, here's the deal. Um, we really, I, I made a bad call the other night. Uh, I wasn't expecting to see uh, all these states uh produced votes that uh, 80 90% of them were going to go go to Joe Biden um so we made we we uh, celebrated pre- uh, prematurely and everybody knows the results um but we got it wrong I got it wrong I wore a Michigan shirt which I've since burned <laughs> um and here here's my take on this was there fraud? Most likely. Did they, did they, did, did, were ballots produced from illegitimate means? Whereas, were they harvested? Were they, were they just filled out by, by Biden supporters and Democrats? Most likely. Is that, are you going to be able to prove that? Probably not. Well, know that when you have mail-in voting, it's righteously uh, open to fraud and misuse. We know that. That's why the Democrats like it. They can control the votes. It's not who you vote for. It's who counts the votes.
0: <laughs> I heard that from a, a general somewhere. Yeah, uh, Mr. Stalin. Oh, Joseph Stalin. Yes. Is right? um, well, well, Bill, first of mm-hmm. all, uh, as an umpire, you, you've made many bad calls in your life. Sure. So, so this isn't like a big, that big of a deal. You move on. But But I'll say, based off the information we had at the time, I don't think it was a bad call necessarily. You can second guess it yeah. now
1: at, at what? 10 o'clock last Tuesday, 10, 11,
0: whatever. Yeah. Just before midnight. I mean, midnight. It,
1: I mean like it was, it was a done deal.
0: Well, here here we're going to talk on all touch on a lot of different things we've seen because it's been a week. But uh, when you, you throw into account all of the suspicious activity, first of all, that night you and I were up in arms about the counting stopping. Why was the counting stopped? Well, I think they had, they stopped and they go, well, how many do we need? <laughs> okay, let's go find them. <laughs> well, they had enough on reserve and you're right. They they needed to know. Uh, look at it, What do you believe you guys listening out there below, believe there was some foul play? If you don't, you're just not paying attention. There there was something because Bill there's a big difference between uh theory and and facts and proving it. Like and, you, and you, their you just excuse mentioned
1: was that they hadn't counted the minority areas uh i.e. Atlanta Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Detroit.
0: Why would you save those big cities for last?
1: Because that would play into your uh, game plan on how many you need. And you can blame it on, well, Biden is is very, very popular in a minority community. Therefore, he took 99.999% of the vote.
0: Oh, I thought it was 100.
1: Okay, that too. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, it was a well-orchestrated um, event Coupled with, I mean, it was a perfect storm for the Democrats, going back to March when this pandemic started. I think, I think five days later is when Newsom said we're going to have a mail-in, we're going to have mail-in ballots, okay. And and I might add, um, you know, the Democrats have lost a couple of uh, Congress seats here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of Asian ladies have stepped up with their big big-time Asian money and taken advantage of uh, they 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 politicked well, and they took a couple of Orange County seats away from uh, the Democrats, which I love. the uh, The other Congress seat up in Antelope Valley is is like 150. To this day, a week, eight days later, it's only 150 votes <laughs> with the, the Garcia guy, the fighter pilot, okay, uh, Republican ahead. So, you know, we're going to keep. Here's the deal: we got a good firewall. At least we've got the Supreme Court. We've got the Senate, uh, and we've really gained a lot in Congress. So what what we need to understand is, is that people, for the most part, are getting fed up with the Democratic-type-run mm-hmm. um, government. Unlike – not in California, though, because you can't – I mean, California was pathetic. It was like Adam Schiff got 80% of the vote. <laughs> Maxine, I'm a psychopathic, lunatic, Waters – got like 80 percent of the vote and she had a good a really good candidate running against her so those are are well-oiled machines that have a lot of democratic backing and um again california is just a cesspool led by the the king of cesspools uh the the governor gavin newsom
0: well i I think you know I've heard this a lot I've seen this a lot that you know at one time California used to be a very nice place with even a two party system and everything uh, let's make no mistake about it bill California's gone gone it's and and if the it democrat and
1: it's in it ain't coming back and
0: to me, it is the model for what uh Democrats and congress what what they want America to eventually look like it It went from something nice and kind of uh, bipartisan to know there is only one uh, lunatic way. I mean, that's, I'm sorry. I hate saying it as a citizen, but California's done with, it's, it's over.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, taxes are high and will get even higher. Uh, your police agencies are are being defunded. Uh, you've got no morale in them. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Police Department just yesterday, the rank okay. and file voted 86% that they had no confidence in their chief. 90 percent said they'd love to retire today oh man and that they don't feel protected they don't feel backed and again michael moore the chief of police in los angeles is nothing more than an extension of eric i'm a i'm a girly man garcetti (laughs) and um so he's going to do what he's told yeah he's he and, and 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 he did he showed an absolute show of weakness as a police chief he apologized publicly to his rank and file a good strong police chief if he's if he believes in what he's doing Mm -hmm. doesn't apologize No, so he's you know i mean here's a guy that allowed the black lives matter or the anarchists whoever the hell it was to come to his house and and vandalize his home i mean come on dude yeah fight for your own dignity if you can't
0: back your troops you know back yourself but that's the one thing you want from leaders is is leaders to have your back and and they you'd want you would run through a wall for him you can't say that about the police absolutely officers. absolutely not oh. no
1: way no if if uh you know if if michael moore was on top of a hill getting the shit kicked out of him <laughs> by a hell's angel i doubt if any of his troops are going to run up that hill to save him
0: mm-hmm. that's a that's a sad uh Sad commentary, I guess, on, on uh, where we're at in L.A. But as far as national, nationally, you mentioned, you know, with Congress, uh, House seats and the Senate, you know, there's a big runoff election in Georgia in January on my birthday, of all things, uh, that could really decide the Senate. If, if
1: I, think it, I think
0: it's the worst
1: we can do is is 51-49.
0: No, I believe. Because from, a from, guy won
1: today. And oh, he did win today. There's a guy and I believe he was it was North. It was one of the Carolinas. Okay, that won. and I think that could have put that might have.
0: Okay, all reports I was seeing was that if Georgia wins both those Senate seats in mm-hmm. January, that the that the House would be, or excuse me, the Senate would be fifty fifty, which we know actually means fifty one fifty. 50 if well, the Vice President is Kamala Harris. In so many ways. Yeah, fifty one because she's
1: fifty one fifty. Okay, so you got you are going to have a nut bucket lead, leading it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not good. We need it
0: at least to keep her, her fucked up hands out. of it. <laughs> well, well, here's the deal, but there's so many, there's so many aspects to this, but I'm going to try to, you know, go one at a time if we can or, or whatever we, we bounce around, whatever you want, but here's my sit, here's my deal. And I've mentioned this on kind of Monday was that if Joe Biden, um, wins the presidency, if he wins the votes, if, if he, um, if he won, I can accept that. What I can accept is the possibility of all of this fraud. I wouldn't want, and I'm saying it clearly. I don't want Donald Trump to win based on you know, off of fraud either. So um, w- what's unfortunate to me is that we've seen for four years, all of this uh, collusion, Russian collusion, all these hoaxes that you are never able to provide any proof of evidence of anything yet. The Republicans question, make some valid questions regarding this year's election with actual evidence, with actual uh, proof of, of some clear cut voter fraud. And everyone's telling them, oh, you just need to accept it and move on, which is something the Democrats and the left and the media did not do for four straight years. No,
1: they didn't. And um, and I think it's a it's a real it's going to be a real uphill battle for the Republicans, for President Trump to prove this. Mm hmm. Um, my gut feeling is, and I don't think I'm going to be wrong on this. I hope I am again, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really hope I'm dead wrong, is that it's this This is just going to go away. And January 20th, Joe Biden will be sworn in. Donald Trump will not be there at the inauguration. Um, he will quietly, quietly vacate the White House um, a couple of days before, in the middle of the night. Just leave and, and just... <laughs> go on and no one's going to have to go in there and kick him out. No one's going to have to go in there and forcibly remove him, but he will see the light and he'll know that, you know, it's, it's not going to be a good ending. If he, if he still maintains his, his, uh, his insistence that he stay Um, he'll leave. And then you'll have a transition with Biden and let's just hope to God he lives four years and let's just hope they don't kick him out. And how how I don't care how nutty and crazy and wacko he is, leave him the fuck in there, because the the alternate the alternative is the Black Panther, uh, Kamala Harris, and I mean by by saying Black Panther, look up the Black Panther Party from the '60s. She's she is an extension of what they were, and I'm not talking Black Lives Matter. The they the black Black Lives Matter is a small pittance compared to what the black Panther party was completely militant out of control. Um, I think she's probably, um, you know, I, I, I kind of, uh, equate her to Angela Davis, who was a black Panther member from California back in the sixties. So all you out there, Google or Wikipedia, uh, Angela Davis and the black Panther party, and you'll see what kind of debauchery, murder and, and,
0: and nonsense they did back in the sixties and seventies. Well, well again, Bill, I mean, yeah, that's a scary thought uh, with her. I think that's probably the most disappointing thing of this whole thing, but uh, you know, with, with Biden, if, again, if, if the demo I've lived in a Democrat uh, run presidency before, like the, the world doesn't end, it's not fun, but I don't let who the president is make me randomly cry on television or whatever, like some of these news anchors that are bawling because they're in such joy and they've overcome such, you're an embarrassment. Well,
1: of course they are. Of course they are. And we've lost the media too.
0: The media is done. I mean,
1: Fox News is now gone. Fox
0: News. Anyone who's like, well, the the, the right wing Fox News, right wing Fox News. No way. Just because there's some conservative shows on there doesn't mean anything. I mean, the Fox News is done too. I mean, the media has reached out. The left—they've grabbed everything and using it as power, right?
1: Right. Um, you know, it, it's it's mind control by the media, mm-hmm. and we've allowed it to control our minds. And um, hopefully, if Trump, you know, when he if he if he is defeated formally, and hopefully he will um, make his own channel, Trump TV, and mm-hmm. he'll bring some of these uh, folks over to. His his channel, you know Sean Hannity and uh, these folks
0: Tucker and yeah Laura yeah. Ingram yeah yeah that'd be pretty cool. Um, I just you know I never heard of OAN before and, and some people are like, oh that's an extremist network and everything and I'm like well what isn't an extremist network I might give them a try from now and I don't sure. again I don't watch much news. No, I'm
1: done. I'm but, done watching the news. I used to be a news junkie. I wa- I'll watch. I'll fucking watch. Leave it to Beaver now <laughs> or Car 54. Where are you? Or Nickelodeon <laughs> at night before I watch the fucking news anymore. Yeah, they're liars. I'm done with it. I'm done with it.
0: They're, they're, they're liars. They cut off Kaylee McEnany on, what was it, Monday? Uh, because she started going on voter fraud. And I, I forget his name. The Fox News Anchor oh, said, I can't in good conscience show this. It's like, wait a minute. You, you did this for four years. Yeah, you did Dude. in
1: good conscience showing the, showing, showing Pelosi, uh, you know, bagging on the president about all kinds of concocted bullshit.
0: Bill, 1,460 days, 1,460, four straight years of the media doing nothing but bashing and lying at Trump. And here, here's a theory of mine, Bill. What do you think of this? I think, again, it's not always liberals. It's it's the extreme left. It's definitely the news media. I think everything they accuse they, they are, – they are everything they accuse Republicans, conservatives, specifically Donald Trump as – they are the racist. They accuse him of racism. There's no racism in his body. They accuse the Republicans of lying and covering things up. That's what they do. It's hilarious. They right. are the biggest hypocrites in the world. Right. Right. It, it, I
1: mean, it's basically, it takes a, a, a crook to be a good crook, you know, and <laughs> that's, it, it takes a, it takes a crook to teach how to be a crook. And that's what they're doing. They are absolute crooks. Liars, deceit. Galore.
0: Yeah. And look at, I, 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 there's nothing worse than a team bill that you like umpiring or, or I'm sure in police work when somebody doesn't know they've lost, there's nothing worse than that because they hold on, they keep fighting. It's like, dude, just let it end. Okay. But, but right now in the country, there's a lot of people that have not, uh, submitted to what the media is pushing here. Yes. Uh, Biden is the projected president, the president elect, as they say. All right. But there's a lot of things still in the works. Will they probably be proven? I I don't know. I kind of doubt it just because the media is so strong. But I mean, what are your thoughts on potentially the next few weeks here really being some heavy litigation? And I mean, do do you feel there's any hope at all in the change? No, none,
1: none. Uh, But unless there's something I don't know.
0: But I I will say
1: this, if the vote is held up if it's looked at real hard and there isn't a clear cut Biden win, like by let's say Christmas, you're going to see all hell break loose in this country. Yeah. You're going to see places. I mean, uh, you're going to see buildings burn. You're going to see looting. You're going to see people going absolutely
0: batshit crazy. Wait a minute. I thought all the rioters, they all magically went away. I I thought, Did did they take this season off? Is it what's going on? Were they, well, I'm curious where they all went.
1: The Republicans are angry and I, I I haven't seen it. One building burn. I didn't
0: see, I didn't see
1: one mass demonstration or any buildings burn. I see guys in pickup trucks driving with flags.
0: Oh, the the animals. Absolutely. How, how could they do that? Right. Um, here, here's another theory I have bill. And and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think look at, Democrats, Republicans, conservative liberals, they have obviously very different belief system on many different issues. I don't care what your feelings are on certain issues. I will say this. If you are blind that you can't see that conservative and the left are comp- two completely different species on this planet, uh, you're, you're, you're blind because – as angry as conservatives may be, they're not going to drag people out of restaurants and beat them to death and burn buildings. No, that's the savages on the yeah, left.
1: That's the criminal element of of the uh, of the left, mm-hmm. which a great deal of them are
0: because they can get away with it. They can get away with it. Burning police cars, assault. I mean, they, they shouldn't get away with it. I mean, I, I don't no, know.
1: This, this is the result of all you good parents out there that are my age that- let your kids play fucking AYSO soccer. Everybody gets a trophy. You know, you, you give them cookies when they don't deserve it. You, you give them, you know, a $500 shopping spree, bringing home C's. Okay. Um, a complete um, mediocrity type lifestyle that you hold your kids accountable to. This is what the results are. I hope you're proud. It, it Because these aren't kids from the ghetto. No. Okay. (laughs) These are rich little fucks that, you know, that had everything given to them. And now when they don't get their way, they throw a goddamn hissy fit like a child. Well, they are children. They haven't grown up because their parents coddled them and gave them too goddamn much. And now that they have to go out as adults and get shit on their own, they can't, they don't have the skill set to do it. And they scream bitch and complain. They go to college, they get a master's degree or a doctorate in, in Middle Eastern philosophy. What the fuck are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? You're going to, you're going to get pissed off that you can't get a job. You're going to collect unemployment. You're going to go out and burn flags and torch buildings and act like a fucking asshole. So I hope you're proud folks. All you people, my, all you parents, my age in your, in your fifties to sixties who raised your kids that way, God bless you. You created fucking monsters. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, thank you for contributing to the decline and the decay
0: of this country. Well said, William Barnes. Uh, I saw, I was thinking this the other day, actually, along that note. And I was like thinking of my parents, actually. And, you know, there was something they were extremely dedicated to and they were very good at. And it didn't happen all that often, but there were a few times in my life. Well, where there were firm no's, they said, no, no. And as much as I tried to convince them otherwise, whether I was a kid or a teenager, there were some firm no's. And I was thinking about the other day, chuckling, like, you know, they never back down. They, there ne- wasn't too often. They, they drew that line in the sand, but you see that too many times for people now is uh no, well, come on. Okay, fine. And it's just like, you're right. Looking back at parenting and kids, it's like, you see that now.
1: You were were raised by babysitters and daycare centers. The Montessori school raised you by people maybe four or five years older than you babysitting you day in and day out. Then you went to private school and it was pay to play. (laughs) And you got, you know, you basically, (laughs) if you paid the money, you got your grades. It became a, a way of life that you were just given everything. And it's total bullshit. It's total bullshit because your parents had money. They they you know they created children. Well, let's have kids, let's have kids. We got two, let's have another, you know. Now you got three kids running around, they don't even know they don't even know anything about their mother and father because their mother and father are out working and they're like again, they're raised by nannies that speak Spanish and they don't even take the time to fucking learn the language that they could talk to their nanny or something. And you know, you're paying this nanny. Dollars an hour to wipe your kid's ass and 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 make huevos rancheros for them. Okay. So I hope you're proud, people. I hope you're fucking proud.
0: Bill. Oh, if they only knew then that they were creating little rioters uh one day. That's that well sad. Uh, oh man. Well, yeah. Trump supporters, they're labeled as hateful. They're just hateful people. And it's like, no, it's the exact opposite. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's the exact opposite. Um, but anyway, Bill. Uh, A few more things. Uh, You know, Mike Pompeo, he refused to acknowledge the Biden-elect. They were asking him about a peaceful transition of power. He says, yeah, we're planning for a transition to a second Trump That's easy for him to say. I know, I know. It's easy for him to say. Yeah. You know. So, Um, so, And,
1: and, you know, God bless him for it. The guy that's been quiet, the guy that's been really quiet is Mike Pence. Yes. He's always quiet, though, isn't he? He's quiet. You know, he's a guy that I'm going to look to in 2024, maybe. Not Donald Jr., not any of those guys, but a good statesman like, like Mike Pence. And he's not that old either. He's, he's a month older than I am. So he'll be 65. Okay. I, I thought he was an older guy. Sorry, no, he's, so. he's, well, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a month older than I am.
0: I could see people getting and on. And I,
1: I, I like him. Um, the Republican Party really needs to kind of collect themselves and do kind of a um, overhaul of what they believe in and where they want to go because a lot of their, their leaders are older mm-hmm. and they've, you know, been through the, the um, they've been through the, what they've been up and down with, with Trump for the last four years and uh, maybe a fresh face. I don't know. I don't know any fresh faces. out well, there. Well, that
0: was the thing though, Bill, four years ago, five years, whatever the time frame is, Donald Trump was a fresh face. He wasn't, he was not a politician. He came out but of nowhere.
1: Here, here, here's the problem I have with, with our president is that, he is too much his own man he's too much his own man if he would have come out and wore a fucking mask or pretended to and played the covid game a little better i think the results would have been different if he'd have come out and been a little more user friendly um at his speeches the results could have been better but that would entail him being a politician and that is something he's not He's going to win, lose, or draw on his terms, his terms, period. He hired, he fired a lot of people during his four years. I don't know how many chiefs of staff he had. I don't know how many, you know, attorney generals he had. I don't know how many, uh, you know, uh, people. He just fired a guy yesterday. So if you're not on his team and you're not doing it his way, I mean, you're done. He is a, he is a true control freak. And again, I'm not bagging him for it, but I admire him for that. But obviously a lot of people don't. A lot of people turned on him this year that probably supported him four years ago. The old drain the swamp. People love that, 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 uh, analogy. And a lot of people, uh, on the democratic side have, have really played on the fact that he can be an asshole.
0: Well, uh, a few things you said, I mean, respect your opinion. There's a few things. uh, First of all, if he wears a mask and he speaks nicer and does all these kind heart, those lunatics on the left weren't to give him an an, an inch. He needed to be as rough around the edges as he was, Bill, whether whether we like it or not. And there's parts of that I agree with, but they weren't going to like, oh, we're sorry, Mr. President. No, they were savages from day one. So he had to be a certain way. Now, as far as him firing people, you know, who, who don't work well with them or he doesn't play, play nice with others, there's something to be said about that. But people knew what they were getting into when they were working for the one and only Donald Trump. Come on. True, true. But I'm just saying to the
1: moderate, maybe, maybe Democrat that's a little conservative to the, uh, to the liberal Republican who went the other way. He
0: might have been able to sway some folks. Well, maybe, but that was my question to you last week or or maybe the week, but like, I felt there was a lot more people who did not vote for him in 2016 who flipped versus the people who did vote for him. I I thought he gained more than he lost. Now, according to uh, the election results, that could probably be incorrect. The the numbers
1: are skewed. The numbers are skewed, just like the numbers for the the fucking uh, coronavirus are skewed. All of a sudden now- all hell's breaking loose. And we got counties going back into the purple tier and you know, the country we're going to get up. You're going to see another massive restriction again, you know,
0: same old shit. Well, COVID took a break. I think Saturday for the uh, the Biden rallies, it, it, it went away again. And again, I don't care about people being outside. I people gathering. I want things back to normal. But when you routinely, for the past few months, knock everyone who's gathered at Trump rallies, but protesting's fine. And it, it's just been back and forth inconsistency. So, uh, <laughs> right, Bill, back to this. COVID is just this like weapon that everyone's using. Yeah, and I I, I think I don't think they want
1: it to go away. No, that's my whole point. That's their, that's their, that's their, their tourniquet on, on, <laughs> on our freedom is having this fucking COVID there, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, they got a, they got a, um, a vaccine for it now. That's 90% effective. You know what? I'd be ramping that thing up 24 seven. You know, they can sure produce fucking bullshit, uh, ballots. Why can't you produce this massive, uh, you know, uh, vaccine? Yeah, again, get it rolling. I'll be the first in line to take one. Really, absolutely.
0: Look at you, Bill Parts, first in line, the, leading the way. You can,
1: you can stick the needle in my ass, and my <laughs> arm, and my thigh, between my toes. I don't give a shit where. Give me the damn thing.
0: Oh boy, wow. Well, I'm not in a hurry to take anything. But hey, to each his own. Uh, I again, we just, I just find it hilarious. That, first of all, what'd you think of the timing of the vaccine coming out?
1: <laughs> it was incredible.
0: Yeah, incredible. magical. A miracle. Uh, But that said, it's not like it's Biden's presidency that did that. It's still the Trump administration bill. Well, that was like the the
1: timing back when uh, Reagan took over for Jimmy Carter. He was being, he was being sworn in as the hostages in Iran were (laughs) released. Yeah. And they knew once Ronnie Reagan got into office, he was going to decimate Iran. And if the if the hostages died with him so be it. um he was going to take action and not pussyfoot like like the nice guy one term president jimmy carter did.
0: yeah. nice nice man. that's all very he, nice man. that's all he can be. All, yeah, uh, exactly. that's all he can be. oh man. well, yeah, i just first of all, if the vaccine is what it is, cool. what whatever we got to do to open up the country and and to but you're right. i think <laughs> think people want to live in fear leaders want this fear because it controls everybody they want it they, they've got a taste of it and they don't want to let it go well what and what they're doing is they're destroying businesses man you yeah know, you can't
1: you can't keep flipping your restaurant okay we can seat you inside nope now we got to go outside bars well can't be can't open gyms uh you know places of worship for god's sake oh my you can't you can't Go in and, 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 and go to church unless you do it in your fucking car. <laughs> okay, come on. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Bill Barber <the> bumper sticker. <laughs> I mean, shit, come on. I mean, I'm not a religious guy. I don't go to church a lot. But to, to my friends and fellow Americans and people that do, they should not be denied that. No. I don't give a fuck what kind of black plague is out there. Thank you.
0: All right, Bill, we're recharged a little bit. We got our cups of coffee it, here in the uh, studio. We're ready to go. Let's take a break from some election coverage. Let's chat a little bit about sports and and uh, answer the one question that was sent in to you today. Actually, it's two questions from one person, your great friend up in uh, Victorville. or Excuse me, Kevin's. I'm sorry. Apple Valley. He reminded me. Apple
1: Valley, Victorville. It's all one big cesspool up there. <laughs>
0: He reminded me, He reminded me like, it's a wind tunnel. It's a wind
1: tunnel, I'll tell you that. Because
0: I live in I I work in Adelanto. I don't I don't Adelanto
1: There's a there's a rudderless ship. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for prisons and and jails, Adelanto <laughs> wouldn't be on the map.
0: <laughs> well, Kevin is our is our the the uh the podcast uh trainer, the uh, athletic trainer of the Get Home Safe podcast, we'll say, and uh, he's doing the Lord's work up in Adelanto, Bill. Yeah, at, keeping,
1: you're, I bet he's keeping busy.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. We love you, Kevin. Thanks for writing in. Kevin's has two questions, Bill. Here's the first one that I'm going to let you answer since it's a law enforcement question. Okay, He says, my question is for the one and only Bill Barnes. What is the best way to show your appreciation for your local law enforcement, are gifts appropriate? Now, keep in mind, Kevin's is the one who sent us this lovely participation trophy and juice boxes, so
1: so he's he's part of the he's part of the blame that the that the country's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great, way to go, Kevin. All right. Well, in in in, in truth, in in in, uh, in all honesty, you know, when I was a cop, you know, we would, you know, citizens that were we thought were you know supporting us, and they probably were would bring in food or donuts. Well, I got to be honest with you. That shit went right in the trash can because (laughs) we didn't know who was bringing it in. Okay. It could have been some lunatic that wanted to poison the the whole watch so they could go out and run amok or just have fun with us, you know, sitting on a toilet all day. So food, we didn't really touch. However, a great gift is, now does
0: Kevin have kids? One.
1: How old is how old?
0: Uh, I want to say one, maybe two. Okay, too young. All right.
1: We always liked when uh, when kids would make a sign and bring it either to the station or by the station as we're driving out of the parking lot to go in service. You'd have kids with signs. That was always nice. That mm. that really uh, touched you in a, in a good way. Um, <clears throat> or if you want to spend, you know, 30 $40 or whatever it is, you know, a gift certificate to a free, for a free, you know, ice cream or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, something that you could redeem. Yeah. That's a good gift. But again, um, I, I about five years, six years ago, I went in to the San Dimas Sheriff's Station for the Graveyard Watch and took donuts in. But I ID'd myself to the watch commander and told him, hey, this isn't poison. These are real donuts. I'm an ex-cop. I just want to, you know, bring some food in for you guys. Cause they had suffered, their department suffered a, a death that day. Um, mm-hmm. um, a sergeant in uh, Antelope Valley was killed in the line of duty. So um, I happened to be in that area that night. I went over to Mr. Donut. I believe it is in Glendora.
0: Donut man. Donut man. How dare you?
1: Okay. Donut man. And bought a shit heap of, uh, of donuts <laughs> and took them in for the uh, graveyard watch. And he was deeply appreciative, you know, but they, they'll always look at you with a jaundiced eye if you just walk in off the street and you don't have any credentials to say, hey, I'm I'm a former cop. You know, the food's good. Eat it. If it's John Q. Public off the street. Now, him being a trainer in the area and, and having some built-in credentials like that, uh, a card with some donuts may be appropriate. Now, I don't know if they're going to get eaten or not. Yeah. To be honest with you, because some guys 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 shy away from that. Not that they shy away from donuts, trust me, or bagels. <laughs> but again it's who it's coming from cops are always suspicious people so i would say a card a card or uh some type of gift certificate for the watch or in his case he's not obviously he's not joe shit the rag man off the street yeah he's a, a he's a, a good citizen of the of the of the uh, community going to the victorville sheriff's station and taking some donuts taking some bagels uh a, a some cop I don't know whatever that's a good way
0: what was like an example of some of these signs like you talk about with kids uh, they do a sign or make a sign well figure? yeah
1: they they get a sign and we they'd say something to the effect of we love our police and with a big heart okay you know, a blue heart you know something like that so it wasn't like
0: kids like burning down buildings or spitting on cops and stuff no, like that no oh, not at okay. all
1: because obviously these these parents had control of their children at that age and they weren't being babysat by an an ecuadorian nanny (laughs) and and they were seeing that their kids did good favorable things in the community rather than go and 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 door knock door and uh uh, doorbell ding their fucking neighbors or something you know (laughs) today's doorbell ditcher is tomorrow's looter yeah (laughs) there's another title for our shows at some point so i hope that answers uh, yeah Kevin's question.
0: What was the best gift you received? Did you ever receive anything personal bill or a, a big thank you or not a boy from a loyal fan or anything? Oh My goodness. I had, a, I had some nice
1: letters written about the way I uh, handled service calls. I had a, one comes to mind where a kid was in a 16 year old kid was in an accident. And I went to the house to, to let the parents know. And I had to be as, you know, cause I didn't know the condition of the kid. He could have You know it was a very serious accident so i was very very diplomatic and very nice and very very uh um, you know appropriate when i talked to the folks and i drove them down to the hospital and gave them you know some really good service and they wrote a very nice letter that went
0: oh that's nice
1: to the city council the mayor all the way down to the chief you know the chief probably used it to wipe his ass with he probably didn't care (laughs) but you know it was a nice gesture on their part So that was a nice one i've gotten um when i was a young young cop some of the best gifts i received were on traffic stops when a a lady would you know show me some cleavage or something those were always nice
0: (laughs) and bill's back oh boy there he is we love you oh we can end on that yeah that's a good (laughs) way let's get to kevin's uh second question and I'll, i'll you'll you'll answer this too but um uh, I'll I'll touch on. I it think first. we're going to
1: be both in in agreement on this one.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just different perspective. Yeah, for sure. Uh, second question is for both of you. Uh, as a plate umpire, do you anticipate a pitch? Uh, such as a batter with an O2 count expects uh, one out of the zone. Do umpires do the same? Well, Kevins, I think if we're all honest, we probably did at one time uh, in our early days, but we got bit by that too many times. So if I've learned anything, being an umpire and and getting behind a catcher who may or may not know what he's doing uh, and a a projectile being thrown towards us, it's that you cannot expect anything. You can kind of... uh, I don't know. Basically, you don't know where the ball is going to go, but you can kind of dance with the catcher a little bit based off of where he sets up and everything and obviously the consistency throughout the game. But I got to tell you, many times a catcher will set up way outside and then the ball comes right down the middle and you're like, whoa, didn't expect that. And that's the number one thing of umpiring is, is, not, <laughs> is not being surprised. So I don't think you can trust the people enough to anticipate something that's coming unless they've given you reason to do so. Bill?
1: Uh, One game at a time, one one inning at a time, one batter at a time, one pitch at a time. Yeah. And I don't give a shit what the count is. <laughs> two, three, two, three, one. you one. You're always looking for the, like you say, the unexpected. And an 0-2 pitch, you think in the back of your mind, okay, he's going to waste one. But don't. But it, it leaves right there. When you're locked in and you get set, you just judge the ball. Doesn't matter does not matter
0: yeah i mean there's times like with with the hitters you know for instance we've seen every pitch the batters go up there they, they only get four or five at bats a game right we've been back there every time if we know again it's rare if a guy's every oh two pitch he's throwing that curve breaking ball in the dirt and they just keep chasing it well uh maybe you think that's coming but if you anticipate a pitch is going to be outside and then it's like Barely nicks a corner. It's like your mind can play games with you sometimes, and plus safety reasons. I don't know how many times I thought something might have been coming, and I end up getting hit or hurt, and and that's not good. Safety at all costs, right, Bill? All the time. uh Yeah, no. absolutely. <laughs> so, Kevin, thank you for your questions. Hopefully, that answered them. Keep the questions coming, uh and and for you know, no Coach Tarico this week, Bill. I know uh, he's letting you down. I don't know what's oh, up with come him. On, coach, 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 come on uh anyway thanks kevin's and and we look forward to hearing more questions from you guys get those in by uh tuesday mornings if you can um we'll we'll build some we'll talk about some sports topics here but some some news you brought to my attention before
1: we leave oh yeah i've got a friend margie out in uh, yakaipa oh really an old friend of mine very nice lady i'm waiting for some of her questions she makes a lot of comments comments a lot about shit but she didn't have any
0: questions Okay.
1: And Margie keep them PG13, okay?
0: <laughs> yes, so Bill can go rated R on his answers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, wow. Yes, Margie. Yeah. <laughs> big big fan of the show, I guess. Uh yes, yeah, send send those questions in. Guys, we we love uh, we love hearing from you guys, so send them in. Uh, okay, so to some sports topics, Bill. Um you, you notified me and I heard the news and I kind of rolled my eyes at it that The Tony LaRusso, LaRusso, excuse me, was hired by the Chicago White Sox. Now, uh, LaRusso is a legendary manager. He's won the World Series with the Cardinals, won the World Series with the uh, Oakland A's. Um, You said at one point he managed the White Sox before I was born. So what do you make of Tony LaRusso coming back to Major League Baseball as a manager? It it appears to me that some guys, Bill, just cannot let go at, at some point
1: he turned 76 on October 4th. Okay. I'm sure Tony has a young
0: spirit. I know he does cause he likes to drink
1: <laughs> and you know, because he got popped for DUI back in February and they just filed on him the day before or the day after he was hired or the day, the day before or the day after he was hired as manager Wow, in Arizona. Um, you know, he, he tried to, you know, I guess during the stop, the officer in the report said that he, flashed his hall of fame ring. He goes, you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. You know what? When you're intoxicated, you're going to say stupid shit. I, I don't, that does not in any way, shape or form, um, take away his ability to manage a major league baseball team. Yeah. I have no doubt he can still do it. Um, Seeing your pet but- and I, I think that, he, I mean, what else, who else is out there? I, I, I don't know, but I mean... Uh, Good for him. But, they, but the thing that worries me, he's 76 years old. And um, he's, you know, he was with the Angels as, a, as a, 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 I don't know, an assistant to Joe Madden or something. He's always been, he's been in baseball his, his whole life, since 1963. You know, when he was, I think when he was drafted out of high school. And he went on, he got his law degree. He's got his Juris Doctorate. Um, and he's a smart guy. And he just wants to keep his uh, wants to keep his uh, uh, straw in the drink, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> no pun intended. <you> know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. You know? Good. Hey, and the, it, and the beauty of it being on the road is you can take cabs or Ubers or walk to the bar yeah. in the hotel.
0: Well, you should. Well, for, first of all, to his DUI story and and the alleged showing of the ring, Bill. There's nothing worse when I'm um, as an umpire or I'm sure as a police officer, like in that situation where guys always want to drop their resume on you. And, and do you know who I am? Do you know how many years I've been the head coach at this school or whatever? And it's like, like, it's supposed to excuse their behavior or something. I hated that.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, when I first got into college baseball back in the early eighties, Jim Dietz was the coach at San Diego state. He was on the rules committee. And I remember, you know, I, 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 San Diego state was playing UC Riverside and you know, of course, I was young, and, and and he never saw me. He probably never seen me before. And he had to tell me on a rundown play, which they totally screwed up between third and home, that the the um, runner was out of the baseline, of course, because he wrote the rule. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, I think I beg to differ, sir, but I do believe uh, Abner Doubleday wrote the rule. <laughs> and that went over like a turd in church. And... Um, <laughs> So anyway, when you're young and stupid, you can say young and stupid things. That would not go over well nowadays.
0: No, no, no. Kindler, gentler game. Yeah. But so
1: uh anyway, so of course, yeah, they try to intimidate you with their with their moxie and their you know who they are and all that. Well, you know what? I guarantee Jim Dietz and I guarantee Tony Larusa sits down and takes a shit just like the rest of us. Oh <laughs> my
0: yeah hall hall of fame world series ring or not uh i just i cannot stand that when guys use it as like a, a tool or a weapon as a intimidation factor Ooh. it's like well i've never heard that in 30 something years of coaching well maybe you should have been paying attention or listening yeah, you exactly. know uh, uh that was the best bill when we, we shame were we were on you shame on you we were we were in saint paul minnesota and we had just had a uh bill was about a week a week into his uh uh, experience with us on the road in in uh, the American association. And we had a very odd, weird play the night before and the announcer walked in radio guy <clears throat> the next night asking us, Hey, uh, you know, explaining the play, we told him the explanation and he was like, Man, in uh, 15 years of uh, broadcasting, I've never seen anything like that. And who was right to the front of the line, Bill Barnes, to one-up the guy? Well, in 25 years of umpiring, I've uh, I've never seen anything like that. So I thought that was great, Bill, to stick it I, to the radio guy. I didn't guy.
1: mean to stick it to the radio guy, <laughs> but, you know,
0: I mean, I was just trying to agree with him,
1: you know, and, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to let him know that you know, his number wasn't shit to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Take your resume. And, yeah. uh, I hate, I I've said that in arguments. Hey, I didn't ask for your resume. Uh, can we have a conversation? Like let's, let's have a, let's have a debate here or whatever. Um, well that's interesting stuff. Yeah. All the best to Tony La Russa, but man, I, I don't
1: Now I, We'll just, let's just see if the White Sox succumb to the, pro- I don't think Eddie Einhorn, he's the, he's the, uh, is it Eddie? Who's who's the, who's the owner? Of the White Sox.
0: Of oh, the White Sox. The last White Sox owner I oh, knew it was. Uh, I
1: think it was it. It was the same owner as the Bulls, right? Oh, uh, Reinsdorf? Jerry Reinstorf. Reinstorf. Anyway, yeah. Where the fuck did I pull
0: that? Einhorn. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> is not going to be, um, is not going to be intimidated, one bit, oh, into yeah. releasing him because he had a DUI seven months ago. No, no, I'm not saying no. I'm not but we'll see. We'll see. You know what? God bless Tony La Russa. Go out there and and you know manage and 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 um get the White Sox off the deck and and good luck to you.
0: <laughs> well, with replaying everything, Bill, you know, these managers don't have to be out on the field arguing plays as no, much anymore. No, so they don't, but he'll 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 mouth off on pitches in the dugout. Oh, of course. Of course, he always will. Uh well, Bill, a couple other hires that I think quietly happened during this baseball offseason uh, were, were two pretty controversial ones. First of all, the Boston Red Sox uh, officially brought back, uh, rehired Alex Cora as their uh, manager after the one-year suspension, punishment, I don't know what you want to call it. And the Detroit Tigers, I believe, brought in A.J. Hinch as their manager. So what what is to be said with the hiring of these managers who were involved in in some pretty controversial cheating scandals. And all of a sudden, Hey, your time is paid. Uh, you're good to go now. Hey,
1: Murders and rapists get paroled, I guess. Okay. A baseball manager who, who allows cheating and is part, part of it. Hey, he, they did their time. If the, if the commissioner would have kicked them out of baseball forever, like they did Pete Rose, then they're out of baseball, but they, they gave him a one year bang. They've done their one year. Okay. And now they're back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And with Cora, it's like, okay, he got kicked out of 60 games <laughs> and the, the third the bench coach, Ron Renneke took over while he served a 60 game suspension. Same thing with, um, with, uh, with AJ 60, it's
0: a 60 game suspension, right? When it comes down to it. Yeah. I mean, I just think this is one of the biggest scandals in baseball and for it to to just be this one time ta- one you can blame your illustrious fucked up commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Not only right. is he
1: not, you know, not only is he doing his, doing his best to fuck up major league baseball, he's doing a real good fucking tourniquet on minor league baseball. Oh my goodness. He's, he's, he's squeezing the life out of that league. And you know, he's, he is not a good man. He is not a nice man.
0: So you don't feel bad about hitting his car a few years ago. I I wish I'd hit it harder. (laughs) Maybe I had to bridge the gap between his fucking teeth while he was sitting in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. They are, they are just, first of all, the minor leagues, what what did that cost? Major league baseball? Nothing. And they're just going to decapitate it. That is criminal bill. It's all about the, it's all about the money. Well, stop paying your players forty million dollars a year. Hey, you're preaching to the choir. Oh my god! What are they going to do next year without this revenue from from stadiums and tickets and everything?
1: Because trust me, they say I don't think I, I think we're going to start the league again next year with no
0: fans. Man, if
1: if, if California is under the same rules that we are now,
0: well, I can't see California changing anything. No, soon.
1: No, um, you know, and and okay all these other states like Texas, Texas just surpassed a million cases. Are they going to quit allowing people to go to games there? Nope. Nope. Good.
0: Open up. Hey, hey, enter at your own risk. Yeah. If you want to stay at home under the covers, do it. it is your God given right to do that. But you do not restrict other people. If you don't want a gun, don't buy one. If you don't, you want to partake in certain activities. Don't no one's forcing you to do it, but when you restrict other people, that's, that's tyranny. Now, if Biden
1: comes out with a ma- a man, a mandated mask rule on day one, then I guess we're all going to be mandated to wear a mask. Now, I got to be honest with you. Unless I'm in someone's home, you know, obviously I'm not wearing a mask here with you. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable that you're not, you know, going to give me some shit. All right. <laughs> I wear a mask in public because I don't want to be that guy.
0: What do I like it? Hell no. Do you wear it when you drive? No, absolutely. What the fuck for? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you there. Good for you. No, I do not
1: wear it when I drive. I wear it when I'm in the store, when I'm in a restaurant, except with when I'm eating, well in the parking lot, obviously (laughs) When I go into, you know, when I, when, when I'm at work, yeah, I wear it. But, a lot of my work has to do with driving in a car, so I don't wear it. But when I'm in the places where I have to go in, I wear it because, you know, we have that rule. And I don't, you know, I would rather be safe than sorry. And everybody else is wearing one. And I don't want to be that guy that makes the statement. The mask, yes, it's a pain in the ass to me, but it's not something that is completely, like if I had to wear a, uh, you know, you know, uh, no pants with chaps. That would be, that would bother me. Okay. A mask is not that big a deal.
0: No. I, and that's my point. Like I, I don't like wearing it. I'll wear it. Cause I have to, like I, I do some Uber driving. I have to wear it. Um, but again, if you want to wear it, I have no problem with people wearing them. If they want to, some people wear it in their cars. It looks ridiculous. Some people I'm like, do you wear that when you're in your house too? Like it, it's this, like it, it's this fake, uh, did like what's it called? Not not dinner theater. It's like where you're trying to like put put a put a bow on all this stuff, like, oh, it's safety. Okay, you're safe now. you're hundred percent safe by wearing a it's mask a
1: facade, yeah, it is a facade.
0: I mean, if you want to wear it, Bill, by all means go ahead. Hey, I believe it. you're you're getting older now. You're not in that quite elderly group yet, but yeah, hey, I may be the first in line for the shot. yeah. <laughs> I'll use my age to my advantage. There you go. There you go cuz uh well as you've done on airplane rides before you have admitted to having a a medical condition so uh to get to the front of the line so Absolutely. Oh man. And they can't ask. You're the <laughs> You are the whore. And, and 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 you know
1: I'll I'll let the I'll let the viewers in on this. If I get if, you know 80% of the time when I flew umpiring I'd fly uh Southwest. As we all know, Southwest, you get on, you. it's a number system. And the shittier number you have means the shittier seat you get. So if I was to check in late, if I was C20, that would obviously ensure I'm sitting bitch. I get a middle seat. A middle seat is unacceptable in, the, in my <laughs> world. Unacceptable. I don't care if I'm sitting next to two beautiful bodacious blondes. I don't want to sit in the middle. Okay. <clears throat> really? No, huh. I do not. Okay. So <clears throat> I either want a window or I want an aisle. So what I would do if I got a bad number, I wouldn't do it all the time. If I got a bad number, I would do a limp up to the to the to the um, uh, representative. Yeah. And say, <laughs> excuse me, but uh, I need a pre-board. I have a medical condition which qu- requires me a special seat. Yes, sir. Boom, 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 boom. boom. I'm like, you know, a ten, a ten. I, I, I board with the sick, lame, and lazy, all right? And, of course, I'll let the I'll let the wheelchair people go first. Mm-hmm. And then I do a limp as I walk down the the, the, uh, <laughs> the the jetway. And once I hit the threshold of the plane, I'm fine. You're clear. I'm all clear. clear. Because – and I don't take uh, – I, I go – my favorite seat on an airplane is at the very back, the very back row on the aisle. Mm-hmm. A, I like to flirt with the flight attendants. It's a good looking <laughs> – B, I like the shitter right next to me, just in case. Okay. I like to be in the back. It's like sitting in the back row in school. I like to be in the very back row on the aisle. And studies have shown that when planes crash and they disintegrate, if you're either in the very front or the very back, there's a good likelihood you may survive.
0: (laughs) You are always the, you're always giving us a hope and and, uh, just insight on how to look, look at life positively. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: (laughs) Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. You never know. And if you are going down, you can reach around the corner, grab yourself a Jack Daniel, and uh, go out in style. You know yes. not have to wait for service.
1: Yeah. And use one of the, the lovely flight attendants as a human shield. <laughs> Oh my
0: goodness! Wow. Next week, guys, we'll have more travel tips from Bill Barnes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, Bill, let me ask you about this. I I don't know how much sports you're watching these days, but uh, we've we've bashed the Pac-12 quite a bit, uh, and I'm sure a nine a.m. kick a nine a.m. Really? kickoff at the Coliseum last week against Arizona State. You know State.
1: that favored USC, and I'll tell you why. They practice at six a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. They have morning practices mm-hmm. because they've 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 they've, they've come to the realization that if you get your athletes up at 5 a.m. and you practice from like six to nine and then you go to class all day you're gonna be tired at night you're gonna go to sleep you're not gonna go out and party and fuck around Mm -hmm. because you got to be up for practice yeah where in the old days you practiced from three to six and then you went and partied and you got to sleep in because you didn't have a class till noon (laughs) so um i think that started under the pete carroll regime
0: Yes, I believe you're correct on that. Yeah, early mornings. a lot
1: of teams do that now, and I think it's a great idea. It makes sense. It makes sense. So having a a 9 a.m. kickoff, that probably was the one point uh, that that (laughs) allowed uh, USC to win that game against Arizona State. So,
0: But again, a 9 a.m. kickoff? I I think that – well, they're doing it for a few things. They want exposure. They don't think people watch – uh, a pac twelve game at ten forty five at night on the east Coast. Um, they want those highlights of their game running all day. but but, I mean still, it's a little extreme to me that you run that you start a game at nine a m. That
1: means you're in the tape taping room at five thirty. Mm-hmm. You're doing it your, I mean, it's an early, early start. that's an early, early start for these guys.
0: put put it this way. I think it makes more sense without fans being there. If fans were there, I, I think there'd be some serious yeah, that would yeah, that would
1: not happen it's very easy to do with no fans. Very easy.
0: Cause I'll tell you what would happen is, well, they probably would, would police it anyway, but people would say 9am kickoff. We're drinking all night. We're, yeah. we're not losing our tailgate time. Cause right. people, people live and die for that stuff. And people are missing out on it now. Right. Um, but anyway, I thought it was odd. I watched the whole game. I woke up and had a few cups of coffee and watched it, but, uh, very weird stuff. Seeing pack 12, uh, in the morning, bright and early, bright pack 12 with the sunset. Yeah. Um, but the Pac-12 ran into some COVID issues, a couple, you know, they're short in season. They give no room for error, no built-in bye weeks. Uh, teams are already losing games.
1: Yeah, and as the, the NFL is having issues too. I mean, I watched the San Francisco 49er practice squad take <laughs> the field, I believe last Monday night or Thursday or whatever it was, when Green Bay kicked their ass. Mm-hmm. And that was a joke.
0: Oh, bad game, um, yeah.
1: You know, so again, this is, this is nothing more than to get
0: money from TV. Yeah, keep the and and it's a money thing. Mm-hmm. Safety's out the window, but again, how much safety are we talking about? Yes, okay, guys, get uh, we talk cases, cases, cases. The death rates continue know, to be what they are. Cases
1: I, are bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's annoying, but it but it's like okay, they're cases. Come on, guys. Like I applaud the, the teams and the leagues that have been playing. They've had some hiccups. Uh, they, they're doing things that nobody thought they could do, and I think it's great that we're that sports are are going because too many times. They've been told, oh, it'll never happen or it'll never work. I mean, um, you've even been skeptical, Bill, with some of these leagues and college uh, conferences and everything, but but they're getting it done somehow.
1: Yeah, they are. Um, and, you know, hey,
0: I mean, if you got 11 guys, you can play. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> all you need. Uh, so, you know, you I mean, to show you how idiotic some of these policies are, Trevor Lawrence, the Notre, uh, the Clemson quarterback, Had to sit out the game against Notre Dame, but he could be on the sideline. And
1: he went onto the field into a huddle.
0: Yeah. He's wearing, he's, but he's wearing a mask, Bill. So let me ask you do masks work or not? Because if he's wearing one, I think he's fine. No? Hey. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I thought the whole COVID thing is to be isolating,
0: yeah, and to be quarantined. I think what it was is yeah, you isolate for 10 days, but some of the conference policies are having it longer. We're like, you need 21 days off or something. But it's like, wait a minute. You can stand on the sideline, be in the huddle, as long as you wear a mask. That's preposterous. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's so it's, stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, all this, it's, it's covering, it's just- oh and, and one thing, and, and I'm glad Davo Sweeney
1: lost because he's a jackass. Oh yeah. He didn't wear his mask at all on the sideline. number one and number two he's just a he he's a just a he's he's a psychopath he's
0: deranged he's on the field all the time they never flag him all it would take was one flag but if he did get flagged, he'd be like i can't believe they did that to me
1: yeah i mean either flag him or let him he was down at the goal line arguing on a call yeah that would not fly with me no 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 he would get a flag shoved up his ass (laughs)
0: Well, Bill, it is Veterans Day here in uh, America, and I do want to say happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Bill, are there any veterans uh, Uh, you you know? I know a lot of them,
1: and to all of them, I wish them a very happy Veterans Day. Without them, uh, we would not have what we have, Mm -hmm. and uh, I salute every single one of them, along with first responders and uh, everyone that does good things for this country.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes, there should be uh, more time, more weeks and this and that, but uh, happy Veterans Day out there to all of them. Um, say thank you to a vet somewhere, guys. Uh, you know, that's the best we can do or at least we can do. I should say there's a lot more we could do. Uh, well, Bill, I had an analogy on Monday and my analogy was something I think a lot of us uh, men, also young ladies, could can relate to. And that was, um, so you, so you answer this for me, Bill, have you ever had a girlfriend that was uh, kind of wanted to look at your phone? She was suspicious of your activity. Maybe who are you texting? What websites are you on? Um, and you being, at least I am, I'm a private person. I don't want people looking at my phone, but you almost handed over just to like vindicate yourself. Like, Hey, screw you. Yeah. You're not going to find anything. Go right ahead. Um, and to me, that's a lot like kind of what the Democrats are doing with all of this litigation. They're not, wouldn't, wouldn't you as a Democrat want the Trump administration to look embarrassed to, to, to look foolish by saying, oh, there's fraud and, and you hiding stuff It's like, hey, there's nothing to hide. We, we beat you fair and square.
1: Yes. Yes. If that's the case. However, I don't think that's the case. I think the Democrats want the, the Republicans to hunt and peck and, and, and search and go find something because they think they're so fucking crafty that they can't find it, okay? Now, personal experience with my phone, I don't want, okay, anybody looking at my phone, okay? Because A, I really don't have that a, lot, a, a, a much to hide, but it would be my luck that my girlfriend would get the phone and look at it, and an, a girlfriend from four years past would text me something like, hi, babe, look at this new bathing suit I bought. I just wanted to show it show it completely out of the blue. That would be my luck. And I would be thoroughly fucked if that happened. So for that reason, I get very, very nervous when I give my phone to anyone, especially a female, because anything bad shit happens. Yeah. And you are, you are guilty (laughs) until proven innocent, which is impossible to do. Okay. You are guilty no matter what. I could say that, that the, the person that that was a, a wrong
0: number, a wrong. Oh, no, sure it was. You know, no, you are guilty. Yeah. The, 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 the person just died and they voted like, yeah. oh, OK. Right. Yeah, OK. Right. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. By the way, Bill, how come all it's it's 100 percent across the board? How come dead people always vote Republican or excuse me, always vote Democrat? How come all of these, these votes for people who have died are always Democrat? Ask yourself that
1: because they're a cheater even in their grave. It's the only thing <laughs> I can say.
0: Well, I thought you'd appreciate the, the phone analogy. Oh yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Be- <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Been done
0: that. Yeah. Sounds like there's been some recounts. Uh, uh, you,
1: if you want to have an ang- early angina pain and bring on a stroke prematurely, hand your phone to your girlfriend for <laughs> over five seconds and you'll feel the, the most stress, the most <laughs> fucking shitty feeling in the world. It's like, you're going in to get a, uh, it's like you're going in to get a uh, um, colonoscopy without the medication. It's <laughs> anticipating something big black tube going up your ass. Oh my and God. And it's not a good thing. Oh jeez. Of course So So um, yeah, it's not fun. Wow. And all you men out there can probably, probably, you know where I'm coming from.
0: Yeah. No, I hear you. If you've got nothing,
1: unless you're one of these guys that is that, and and I don't know how they do it and God bless them for doing it. I would never do this. And I mean, never, I don't care how much money or how much whiskey in Ireland. I would never have a Facebook account with my significant other. That
0: is the biggest man card violation I've ever seen in my life. Huge
1: violation. Oh my goodness. Huge. You might as well wear a dress and wear high heels okay, (laughs) along with your significant other because you are you've completely lost the ship yeah you are completely into uh the coattails yeah. and the skirt oh boy I'm joint sorry, and and you know what get a lacy bra while you're at it.
0: <laughs> joint account we share a home let's share a let's share a profile no Absolutely not. That's hilarious, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's a big man. We yeah. should do a show one time and just list and go over different man card violations. If you can still call them that these days, uh, that would be a we fun We can one. call them whatever we want. Yeah, that's right. Amen. It's our show. Our Your show. show. Your show. I'm just a guest. Hey, hey, hey. You're, hey, you're, just, you're one third of this I'm production. Just
1: the, I'm just the, the one once a week jackass that comes on here and <laughs> talks into the black microphone and, and, and pontificates his ignorance to our our four listeners.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, uh, Bill, speaking of social media, there, there is a big push right now for, um, kind of this, uh, exodus from big tech and the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, all these different, uh, you know, apps and everything, social media platforms and some new ones are starting. And, uh, it's not just this, uh, fad. I mean, it seems to be in the works. Uh, parlor is an alternative to Twitter, basically P A R L E R. And it's getting a lot of momentum. I, I joined the other day. Did you? I don't know how to
1: do it. They gave me my own handle,
0: but in solidarity. but I'm, I'm, yeah. you know,
1: I'm on it. And my one and only person that comes on like 25 times a, uh, an
0: hour is Sean Hannity. So I get to hear <laughs> everything Sean Hannity says. What what is? You, oh, let's see. I'll, I'm gonna look you up right now, Bill, because I I need I want you to have two friends, two friends, two followers, two followers. Okay. Let's see. Well, yeah, I don't see. What what would be your name? Uh,
1: well, it would be um, it's uh, I believe it's my last name spelled backwards.
0: Oh, Senrab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bill Barnes is the Senrab. Is that me? Let me see. Senrab J. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Yeah, another time. I, I, um, I haven't really uh,
1: put a picture on or anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the very. I'm in the. I'm in the the uh, infancy. In fact, I'm in the, the the formation of the of the, uh, <laughs> of of this whole thing. Wow. You
0: know? Yeah. No. It's it's basically some people are like, oh, it's extreme right. No, it's just people that uh, want to think for themselves, not be censored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it so far. Um, I, yeah. I've never. I was never on Twitter. I never
1: tweeted. I don't know anything about it. I know about it, but I was never a Twitter person because to be honest with you, I don't want to, every thought that comes to mind, I don't want to share it. Yeah. I want to, I want the big shit. Okay. Yeah. I want to put a picture with it and say, look at these jackasses or something. <laughs> okay. I want to, I want to, I, I
0: you know, I, I don't shoot, all my ammunition at once. I want to save it a little bit. You save it up for Wednesdays. Save it up. Yeah. Yeah. Dial it in here. Now I Twitter, when, when I first heard about it, everyone's like, Oh, it's like Facebook. It's just your status, your messages. And I'm like, OK, not thinking it would take off, but it did. And it's a bigger deal now. And everybody tweets every second. Here's what I'm doing for lunch. Uh, here's what I think of this game. And I've been guilty of some of those things, too. But it's just I- I've done it, but I don't like it. I'm like, this is this is stupid. So uh, but Parlor is an alternative. You're getting a lot of conservative news, mm-hmm. a lot of conservative media members. But
1: See, I like to hear all news. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear what the idiot Democrats are saying. So oh, of I
0: course. Them. Of course. OK,
1: I don't want to just consume myself with every with with like-minded individuals. I want to hear what these other jackasses of the world on the other side of the aisle are saying, and you know,
0: coming up with. Well, you ha- yeah, you have to know your enemy, if you would. I mean, right, you, you got to know what they're doing. I mean, that's why General Patton read all of uh, Rommel's books, you know, on tank warfare and everything. Uh, but I'll say this, Bill, this is the last thing I'll say about election fraud. If anything comes out, this is just my opinion speaking, uh, Bill, you, you don't have to agree with this. If anything comes out as clear as day that any one person or a couple of groups of different people was 100% guilty of attacking our fair and free elections of trying this, uh, mutiny, uh, coup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is as serious to me of a of a situation as can be. I'm not saying it happened So but you're saying it's it's treasonous. It's the the people who are involved should be tried for treason and and well let's go find an let's,
1: let's go find George Soros <laughs> and do it.
0: Because we know it's all coming This from is a him. serious charge. This is serious and they should be tried for treason and I and I would be fine uh you know with with an execution. That that is horrible. If
1: this guy is so bad and he's 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 the he's the mastermind behind all this you know, tearing down of the country by the left wing. Why can't we find this guy and and slap him around a little bit? You're right.
0: I I don't know why. I it it baffles me. I okay. can't quite so figure it out. My question is: Is it really him then? Uh, who knows? I do know he's got a lot maybe of money. Goes
1: back to the old George Carlin. There's a big club up there, <laughs> and you ain't in it. <laughs> Where's this big? Let's go find this club that's doing this. Yeah. So
0: anyway, no, I, I'm, a, I, I agree with you. If you can pin it on somebody. And I don't want, uh, you know, theories and this and that I want, uh, you know, no, no second shooter from behind the grassy no. I want 100% this happened. I want Oswald in the,
1: in the book depository.
0: Yes. I want, I want it to, uh, <laughs> Hey, we can get into that, but, uh, yes, I, I it's treasonous. This is an attack. Colonel mustard in the, <laughs> in the study with the knife. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. uh, that's accurate. It, yeah. Go right for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. And and I don't know what's going to happen with all the litigation and everything, but that's how I feel. That's how firmly I feel about this. Uh, if Joe Biden's president, he's a president. I'm not going to uh, cry, sit here and let, let it ruin as, my life.
1: I'm not as broken up about him being president as I was a week ago. Um, I think he's a lot more middle of the road than we give him credit to be. As long as the crazy left doesn't overtake him and persuade him or kick him out. Okay. Again, he's not my choice. No, but it's not the
0: doomsday scenario that I once thought. I think he's playing the game now. He hasn't taken office yet, so uh, you can't really say much about it. But, you know, it's really funny to me that the media is proclaiming him this president elect when it hasn't become official yet. I mean, they even got a, a, a sign on I the, what is that? that?
1: What Mr. President elect, Mr. President elect of the president elect. Yeah. What, what is that? Where is that office? Uh, is that well, a building? I guess it's maybe in his basement. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it sure as hell isn't in the white house because they're not giving him the key
0: to a room or anything. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, Bill back to the, uh, well, let's see. First of all, with this alleged victory by the Democrats, can you believe all of this call for unity that we are now not a country divided anymore? Can you believe all of this it's nonsense? All,
1: it's, it's all, it's all tongue in cheek shit. Okay. Unity, my ass. <laughs> okay. Now I will say this, I will say this. If the Supreme court rules on any of this stuff, you've got two sitting members that have an ax to grind with Mr. Biden and, 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 and Cammie, Cammie Harris, she went after Kavanaugh, something fierce just Very. about two years ago. Oh yeah. 30 years ago or 29, 30, yeah, about 30 years ago, Biden was the, uh, the ranking member of the committee when Thomas, Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas yeah. and he, Clarence Thomas said it was a modern day lynching, man. <laughs> so. Those, I mean, yes, they're supposed to be fair and impartial judges, okay?
0: But they're human beings. All I'm going to say is look the fuck out. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, I, I never went after some coach or player that I didn't like, like that I had a history with. I did not look to screw somebody, all right? But there are times in a game when there's a call that is 50-50. And if you don't understand the concept of 50-50 – then ignore this, but there's some very close plays that it didn't always break my heart when they didn't go the way of the guy who was misbehaving.
1: I, I wish I could say that Matt, but I did go after, (laughs) I went after a a high school coach and I won't tell you who, from what school, but they were playing at Corona high school and it wasn't Corona high school. They were well-behaved gentlemen, but it was a team from the mountains. Oh, okay. And it wasn't big bear. Like we've heard the, yes, Okay, (laughs) same
0: same team. (laughs)
1: And, uh, I baited him. I live ball ejected him (laughs) in like the second inning because it all went back to when he was coaching football, he was a dick. And I, and I, and, and I, I put that in the back of my mind. And I said, if I get a chance to run this fucker, he's done. He gave you a reason. And he gave me a reason. Yeah. He gave me a reason. And I live ball ejected him during a double. <laughs> and then he says, well, where am I going to go?
0: I go, well, go sit on the bus. <laughs> I don't care. You got to leave. You got to leave. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, this does go to the Supreme Court. And again, that'll cause more rioting in the streets because, oh, well, Trump put three justices on the uh, court and he did presidential duties that he because, shouldn't have. Well, the left is going to, is really going to pressure
1: Biden into making District of Columbia and Puerto Rico the 51st
0: and 52nd state to add four more, four senators. more senators yeah uh, and i okay. guarantee they won't be read
1: and they're going to want to want him to uh, expand the court mm-hmm. now again that's got to go through the senate yeah and and as long as we've got a one person lead it'll be 51 49 against mm-hmm.
0: no it's a, it's a sad thought uh sad yeah, I I just where where we're at right now, uh, it, it is definitely not a happy holidays season as we're no gearing because up we're not
1: allowed, we're not allowed to um uh, have holidays with our families. No, 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 no. We're gonna have to eat TV dinners by ourselves
0: outside. Get hypothermia. Yeah. I, I I I don't wish this on people, but I, I kind of want it to prove a point. I hope people do get sick outside from eating, uh, being forced to eat outside in the Let cold. Me tell you
1: something. people are not gonna listen to that idiot, Bill. They're gonna sit inside and they're going to eat like 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 normal human beings.
0: You think I'm going to sit outside? I know on you're Thanksgiving? not. I know I'm not. There are but people stupid that. enough who will say, "Well, well this is for safety." Then and they'll you know do what? it
1: by all means. Uh, by all means. And I hope it rains, I hope it snows.
0: <laughs> paper plates everywhere. Yeah, just come ruined. on. Come on. Uh yeah, paper plates are uh, or bad unless it's uh, COVID season. So right. yeah, all kinds of inconsistent. Yeah. You, you can, you don't tell me where I celebrate my holiday. You don't do that. Sorry. I'm, ca- I'm calling it a peaceful protest on Thanksgiving to eat inside.
1: I'm not calling. I'm calling it. I'm doing what the fuck I want. <laughs> you know, if it's a beautiful, gorgeous 90 degree day, maybe I'll go outside. Yeah. Maybe I'll have my dessert outside. Yeah. I have a cocktail outside, but I'm not going to eat my Turkey or my chicken or my, whatever the hell I decide to have that day. I'm not going to eat outside just because the governor tells me to, he can kiss my
0: ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, governor. It's not happening. And, uh, oh yeah, his, uh, his reign is, has just been so horrible for, for Rome. Um, Bill, what, what are your, I'm going to ask you, is there anything else on your mind? Anything that, uh, that you can think of that you want to discuss? I've been kind of, bouncing around the ideas. What's, what's going on in your life?
1: Well, I'm just day to day, you know, (laughs) minute to minute, uh, living, you know, just, just doing what I need to do. Um, all is good. They haven't taken anything away from me yet. Mm -hmm. I still have my guns. I still have my car. Um, they, you know, the, 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 uh, the regime has not taken office yet. So
0: I think I'm safe for another uh, 40 days or however long it is. (laughs) Not much, not much indeed. Well, I I do think that if the Republicans do hold the Senate and they do hold, well, not hold the House, but they've made some gains there that I don't, I'm hoping at least there's not a ton of power Biden will have. Uh, But again, we're still talking about Biden like this is official. I mean, I I don't want to say resist, 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 but- to some point, you almost have to because of the alleged thievery of this mm-hmm. election. You know, mm-hmm. again, I you can't just have theories. At some point, you've got to produce the Democrats facts.
1: Democrats have set the bar high yeah. about being assholes. <laughs> okay.
0: So we can be an asshole right back. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, and I, I guarantee you, they will. They will. The Republicans. They will resist everything he says. And it will be another quagmire of... You know, you can only have so many executive orders. Yeah. There's things that you have to go through the Senate on, both houses of Congress. And the Supreme Court, thank God, is six to three conservative right now, or at least five, four, depending what which side of the bed fucking John Roberts. he's
0: Justice Roberts, yeah. He's, uh,
1: wakes up on. He seems to be. Uh... You know, he's more fickle than a 13-year-old girl.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'll tell you this. Look, like it. I I obviously have my hopes and prayers about what could and should happen, but um, it it'll be what it'll be. Just folks, be ready for a
1: Biden presidency. Yeah, that's going to happen. This country doesn't have the balls to to reverse this thing. Even if there's good proof, I don't think the
0: country has the balls to reverse it. I I doubt anything gets switched, but I'll no. tell you this, Bill. If you you got you've already talked about what kind of person Trump is and how uh, how aggressive he can be. I guarantee his lawyers and all of his team is the same. And if for some reason that the twenty five percent chance it does get switched, we will see rioting like we've never oh, yeah, seen before. Absolutely, and we're going to see that Donald
1: Trump get his own uh, news channel. We're going to see him in the faces of these people for the next four years, totally destroying them like Don Lemon and uh, Cuomo Cuomo, has gone after him. Mm -hmm. You're going to see him
0: just be relentless. They should call his channel the D. What do you think? The D. The
1: D. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what, Bill, if anything else, there is some uh some hope here some great things seeing that people are going outside the box people are leaving uh social media starting up their own stuff so i think the new, the starting of new television channels i think our way of life is changing uh, a lot of bad but a lot of good too it's changing right before our very eyes let's get this vaccine mm-hmm. circulated and let's get this fucking covid
1: off the table let's get out and start living again uh, that's my first priority sure
0: let's let's get out and just start living again Make money, small businesses. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention this, Bill, but we got a great interview on a Friday with our, our good friend from Utah, fellow umpire, Brandon Vandermyde, who uh, was actually on the field when you faked that injury at BYU. I did
1: not fake that injury.
0: <laughs> I know. You, you, took- take a, you take a 95 mile an hour fastball to the jaw <laughs> and you'll see how you fake it. You seem you seem fine after the game, but that was probably the painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. We- Anyway, we beat that horse uh, enough. But anyway, Brandon is on the program. We had a great sit down, great interview. Uh, Just a great family man, Brandon is. Uh, You know what he said? He's in commercial real estate up in uh, Utah, St. George. And he said one of his clients was a guy who moved from California because of all the restriction and all the taxation and all these things, uh, is a small business owner. And this guy in Utah sells surfboards. There's not an ocean within 600 miles, but he's doing far better in Utah selling surfboards online and shipping it everywhere than he did a few miles from the ocean in California. Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable.
0: Oh my goodness. That's just the taste of of the conversation with Brandon on Friday. Uh, I hope you guys will tune in and Bill, I hope you tune in. I think think you'll like hearing from him. Uh, I
1: like listening to Brandon. I like Brandon. Brandon's a good kid, good umpire. He's got a good career ahead of him. Um, He looks the part. He just needs to get a little meaner on the
0: field. <laughs> <laughs> just a nice man. Nice man for me to. Yeah. He's so He is a, he is a built, built individual. He well, he's a good, he's a good Mormon boy. Giant, yeah, yeah. 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 We talked about,
1: he didn't, he didn't put any alcohol or bad shit in his body.
0: No, you no, know,
1: he eats good. He, he, he looks good. And, and, uh, you know, I just wish he, he would, he would uh, get a little meaner on the field. Cause if he
0: did, Oh, he'd be a monster. Yeah. <laughs> No, one nah, no, no, he, he's doing great things. And I hope you guys hear. Yeah. He, he did mention that on the, on the podcast. He said, uh, yeah, guys don't mind working with me because they got a designated driver as the Mormon guy. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You work with me anytime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Bill. Well, let's wrap it up. Any parting words of wisdom or final thoughts as they say?
1: No, other than uh, wear your mask,
0: um,
1: uh, be COVID, uh, COVID preparedness. Don't let it, uh, don't let it bite
0: you. Because it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dreaded disease folks. I thought it was a virus, a virus, whatever the fuck. Oh, they call it a disease. Sometimes yeah. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. That was a virus. Whatever it's fits the left's uh, uh, narrative agenda of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bill Barnes, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad. As always got
1: my time. pleasure. Anytime I can drive
0: over to the honey bucket studios. <laughs> it's my pleasure. We'll see you next week. Unless of course uh, the world has come to an end, uh, but I think the sun will rise tomorrow
1: let's we can only pray
0: amen talk to you next week thanks again bill barnes for joining us on the weekly wednesday Win. i appreciate you spending time with me every week and for coming over here this week specifically with these late night hours i'm working at fedex man i tell you it helps when uh Uh, You you swing by here and we can get something done in the morning. I know we're recording early mornings or late nights usually here, but we're going to get it done every single week for the people. Being a man of the people like you are, Bill, I appreciate your time. And I know so many people appreciate you uh, being on the podcast every single Wednesday. So, Bill, we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there. Stay sane. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about in seven days well guys that'll wrap up today's episode of the get home safe podcast thank you so much for tuning in there is so many different topics to discuss we're going to try to attack them one day at a time even though our episodes here on the podcast are just three days a week now monday wednesdays and fridays uh, that's just how it's going to be i'm sure if you have questions or comments uh be sure to send those in especially by monday night tuesday morning at some point so bill Barnes can. Uh, uh, share his thoughts on on some of the things you guys should share with us. I want to tell you about our guest Friday. I mentioned it with Bill Barnes there a little bit. Brandon Vandermeij will be on the program. He's a college baseball umpire. He lives in Utah. He works in commercial real estate. He's also a volunteer firefighter. So, uh, a lot of fun conversation with him when I recorded over the weekend regarding living in Utah. Uh, umpiring baseball, talking about politics, talking about the election uh, views. Uh, I think the strongest thing Brandon had to say was, uh, you know, respecting people's opinions and beliefs and maybe not understanding or, or caring really what you believe, but hearing from you why you believe it that was a powerful statement for him. And, and so it's just a, an example of some of the things that you will hear from Brandon Vandermyde on Friday. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. And I hope you will join us on Friday or at least give it a listen at some point over the weekend as uh, Brandon takes us around third and gets us home safe for the weekend. So be sure to join us for that. Thanks again to bill Barnes guys. There's plenty of ways to follow the get home safe podcast. I know we talked about some of the social media platforms and, Uh, Maybe the exodus from them and everything. But for now, we still have our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. I say it every show. Be sure to send in those questions, content suggestions, uh, challenges, anything you want. Uh, we'll have it read on the show, talk about it. There's also some additional links in the episode notes for a uh, voice message if you want to do that, have your voice heard, or uh, some other additional links with some information regarding our podcast. We had a long podcast today. It's been a great conversation with Bill. I really hope you guys will join us on Friday. Even if you don't know umpiring or if you know Brandon, uh, I think you will enjoy this episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. He has some really good insights on current events, modern Mob mentality, this cancel culture, the presidential election, all kinds of good stuff from Brandon on Friday. So be sure to tune in and join us. I'm taking a day off. I need Thursday off to gather everything and piece it together for tomorrow's, or I should say Friday's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. But uh, we will be back on Friday with our Suds with Studs segment, as we mentioned in our Veterans Day introduction as well as the interview with Brandon Vandermyde. So once again, I challenge you guys, do something nice for a veteran, call him up, say thank you, give him a handshake, buy him a beer, send them a pizza, whatever. Do something nice for a veteran. It's the least we can do. We can never truly uh, show them how much we appreciate them, but we can at least try in some small ways. Guys, that's it for me. I will say again, happy Veterans Day. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounding third base, Get home safe.